Welcome to That Happiness Show. I am Gemma Fossett, host and creator. I bring you my 25 years experience in finding happiness. You are the creator of your reality and thus you do create your happiness too. This is no longer about chasing the dream, but learning to stand in your power and receive. I am frequency expert, artist, teacher, and grateful mommy, here to guide you with the tools, ideas, and education around raising your frequency, learning to be present, and finding the happiness you deserve. Thank you for joining us. Welcome, welcome. This is Gemma, and I'm thrilled to be here. Ah, oh, so much, so much, so much. So, um, when I say so much, I mean like my days are just filled with opportunity and possibility, and that is how I approach it. It doesn't matter if it's my room needing organizing and cleaning, if it's um, you know, doing. Bella Phoenix, I don't, it just, everything, like moving things, cleaning my car, teaching, uh, traveling, it's, I see it as a rich experience and that's how I choose to see it and I want to follow the inspired action through my day to just really bring in my own connection to this experience, that's truly like the big picture is like how am i connecting to this experience i i love it i love it like i'm here and i figure i might as well enjoy it i could lay in bed all day and just zone out i could get on a computer every day and zone out but that does not bring me any satisfaction whereas when i engage when i move when i move things when i connect um when I engage, it's like these are the things that give me that feeling at the end of the day that yes, I did. <laughs> yes, I did. Now, sometimes the inspired action is to take a break, is to take a nap, but then I fully engage with that. It's not a disconnect. It's a connection with the body through rest. And it's very different. It's a very different thing. So this morning, my body's speaking to me. It's telling me I lay down too long. And sometimes we get these mental stories. And that is really what I want to go into today. So um, I woke up early, but then I saw it was dark. And because it was dark, I thought I should stay in bed. Now, it probably would have served me a lot more to listen to my body wanting to be awake and get out of bed. But I didn't do that. I don't have like an engaged program for waking up in the dark. And it would be lovely if I did. So maybe that's what I'm going to work on today. Now, what I want to um what I want to bring to your attention today is the fact that you may have programs running which are old stories for things that no longer serve you. Now, what I'm talking about is the stories of the past, the stories of, well, this person did this to me and so I'm mad at them, or um, this, this food will make me fat so I feel bad about it. Oh, Toulouse wants to come in. Oh, I didn't realize he wasn't here with me. He wants to come in and join us. I think he was downstairs eating. Hey, cutie, come on in. So these stories are powerful. But we're thinking they're not. We're thinking they're just, oh, well, that's just how it is, or it's, that's the truth, or something to that degree. But the reality is it's, it's taking you into a low frequency every time you engage that story. 
So places where this can have a really serious effect is when it's all, you know what? These old stories are like grudges. Mm-hmm. So it's as if you're holding a grudge against something or someone. I've seen people who hold grudges against states. <laughs> I don't like that state. <laughs> it's so weird. I've seen people who hold grudges against um, people in their lives. Well, you say, well, of course, because those people act a certain way. But what if by holding the grudge holds the person in that state, in that place of, I have to be upset with this person it is a bizarre thing. Um, it's very possible that if we changed our story, that then the person would be freed from reenacting that experience again. Now, hmm, what do we think about that? <laughs> could it be? Could it be if I let go of my story that that person is then re? Um, is then uh, relieved of that role playing in my story. They don't have to play it out because this is how it works. If I write a story, then, and I've said this before, your mind is a tool. Then your mind seeks out evidence to support the story. And as we all know, there is many things that we can focus on and blow out of proportion that may or may not be true. Um, just because, you know, like I, I don't even really want to think up an example for it, but the fact is that, uh, you could be focusing on something that's very minimal and because you're focusing on it, it's making it bigger than it really is. And that making it bigger than it really is, is what is needed to support the story that you're telling. So maybe it's time to tell a different story. Talisa, go get up on your stairs. Go on, go around, go around. Go use your stairs. Go on. Go get up on the bed the other way. Go on. Now he has his own staircase, but he's acting like it's unavailable. Go on. You can go get up. Go on. <laughs> go on. So what if we change these stories? What if we stop writing the stories, number one, and then seeking out information to support these stories that we really don't even want to be in? What if we don't even want to be in a story of neglect, a story of abuse, a story of um, less than, a story of lack, a story of poverty? What if we don't want these stories in our, more in our lives? Well, then I say, write a different story. Write a story about abundance. Write a story about being enough. Write a story about prosperity. Write a story about love. These are the stories it is time to write in our lives. And if someone's treating you some other way than the story, well, don't let them change the script on you. Don't let them guide the script. You go back to your original script, go, uh uh uh, uh. that's not my script. My script is a script of love. My script is a script of fun, of joy, of love, of laughter. What is your script? Prosperity. Oh, I love that one too. I love prosperity. So I love prosperity in all areas of my life. See, what a great story that is. I love prosperity. I see it flowing constantly in my life. It is the reigning 
like storyline of my life. And it shows up in all forms, opportunities, people. It shows up in all sorts of ways. It's absolutely wonderful. Wow, 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 wow. So, life is good. Life is very, very, very good. And I guess the question is, what is the story that you want to tell? Is it a story about being abused? Who wants to tell those stories? Who wants to be living that again and again and again? Which is what you're doing every time you tell that story. When I tell stories of neglect or abuse, it just irks me all over the place. Because it isn't my truth and I don't want to go back there. (laughs) I don't want to have anything to do with it. So I have to like look into my heart and say, is this true for me now? And if the answer is no, let it go, let it go, let it go. Tell a better story. I love how Abraham Hicks would say that, you know, if you don't like the story you're in, tell a better story. And it is so, so true. We got to focus on the love. We got to focus on the abundance. We got to rewrite our histories And honestly, it pays so big to rewrite them. But it's only in raising the frequency that we transmute it. It's not about burying it. It's not about pretending. It's not about about numbing ourselves from our past. It's about transmuting our past. And we can only do this through unconditional love. So by making a practice of expanding your heart energy unconditional love by making a practice of catching the judgment in the now unconditional love (laughs) by uh, loving what is that is unconditional love loving what is it's like um so then we say oh well I just realized I was telling this story about abuse and I love that and I love that And I love the me who tells the story. And I love the me who feels the need to tell the story. And I love the me who possibly was in the story. Just love it all. And what happens is that negative no longer has the power over us anymore. It's when we play victim that we give our power away. So why play victim to any of these these situations anymore by telling a story of victimhood? Because we are not victims. We are very powerful. There is a, an agenda to continue your victimhood in the government, in families, in whatever. Anyone who wants to be, uh, what is that called, um, an authority over you will give you the... Um, story of victimhood so they can take on the the experience of authority this is old old patterns and we want to enter the new patterns of of being empowered being equals being part of the oneness this isn't about dominating another manipulating another taking advantage of people about being the the big, you know, strong one. This isn't about that. This is about 
living in your highest potential self. Isn't that wonderful? That we all have the ability to live our highest potential selves. And when we are living our highest potential self, there is no other being pushed down by that. That's just silly. When we are living our highest potential selves, we are serving the highest good of all. And so we are lifting others up. We are being holding space, being space for others to join us. We are being the welcome, the welcome center for the unconditional love space. We are reminding and assisting in others remembering the truth of who they are. Just by you holding space in unconditional love, you are being an anchor for others to follow. It's so, so special. But it is, it is so important for you to be observing the stories that you tell that are taking you out of this power place, this powerful place of being in your highest potential. Where are you playing victim? Where are you playing less than? Where are you playing disempowered? Where are you playing fear? Where are you playing pain? These are the places we want to forgive and love. Forgive, forgive, forgive and love. This is why you have tools like the midline and expanding the heart energy because these are the tools that help us and assist us in going beyond the idea that we are our bodies, we are our pain, we are our personalities, we are our skills, we are our name. Did I say name already? (laughs) We are our sex. These are all very limiting ideas. And You can embody these things while expanding into the oneness because you are far, far more than your sex. You are far more than your name, your personality. You're more than all of that. You're so much more. That is just a tiny little piece, a tiny, like almost like it's a big picture. The idea that I am Gemma, the idea that I'm female, the idea that I am I am Caucasian or white or 150 pounds or whatever it is, all those ideas are nothing. They are so insignificant to the biggest to the biggest picture of who I am, to the big picture, the the um expanded version of me is is light years beyond that. It's so much beyond that. So why not just enjoy that I'm my weight, I'm my sex, I'm enjoy it. It's not here to be controlled or changed. Ooh, that brings an interesting idea. All these people trying to control their weight, trying to control their sex, trying to control all aspects of their lives. Because that is what the story they've been told on how they can show their power. But I'm telling you, that is the furthest place to control. There is, that is, is just spinning your own self in that victim role. And you're a victim to yourself at that point. (laughs) So if you want true power, then harness that heart energy and expand it out. That is the love. That is the true power 
It is the thing that transmutes all, and it is the essence. It is the big picture of who you are is unconditional love. And there's been so much brainwashing away from this. And when you embody unconditional love, you will then know the oneness that you share with all things on this planet, all people, all animals, all insects, all things. And you will no longer feel the need to disrespect anything or anyone. You will feel a deep-centered appreciation. Even when something has to be retired or thrown away, you will appreciate it for what it did for you. You will appreciate the good it did, the, um, the role it, it played, you know, a towel. How insignificant does a towel seem except when you need it, except when you get out of the shower and you don't have one, except when um, you're all wet, you know, and you want something to dry your hands on. Then towels are like, oh, they're the end all. And there's so many different ranges of towels. And I appreciate all of them from the, you know, the sun-dried scratchy ones to the fluffy, like quality, hotel quality yummy ones. I appreciate all of them. Even the ones that are stained and dirty because those I'll be willing to do certain jobs that I wouldn't with the gorgeous one that was like fluffy, yummy, white. You know, so it is all perfection. Do you see? I mean... I just told you all that about a towel and yet we have people in our lives and people are really phenomenal and they have so much to add. You know, I was um, speaking to a guy at a farmer's market and he was, he was just like going on and on about his wonderful, um, I think it was Arconia, Arconia uh, berry juice and how it was the most powerful juice of all the juices. USDA gave it the highest score I forget what the score was for, but um, it was this high score, right? And I looked at him and I could feel his truth there. But at the same time, I felt another truth. I felt his truth. His truth was, yes, these berries are so powerful. And yes, I could agree with that. But I also felt that it was in order to lift that one up, we were putting the others down. And when we put the others down, I felt like we were missing the point. And I even said to the guy, but... All these berries have a role to play and they all add to the rainbow of our vitality. You know, like they all add something. And what's even more is that it can only share with us. Like we only know about the berry, what we know enough to test for. So if we don't know to test for something because it hasn't been understood yet or found yet, then there could be another berry. You know, because I've heard miracle stories about all these different berry bushes from noni to <clears throat> the wolfberry to um, goji berries. I mean, all of them have had testimonies of miracles to them. So, uh, I, yeah, so now I'm thinking that about a lot of things. It's like everything is adding to the rainbow of experience that we're here to experience. And when I have a day that's all windy and rainy, I can appreciate that. When I have, God, something just happened recently that was kind of exquisite. Oh, I know, Jiminy. Yesterday, Phoenix and I, we had to haul our things to the ferry on the island in a canoe. 
because it was so flooded out there that we had to take a canoe to get to the ferry. So fascinating. And uh, we just, we got on these waders someone loaned us and we put Toulouse in the canoe and we put all our things in a canoe and we just took off. It was amazing. It was like a once in a lifetime experience. Those are those things that I just like mm, savor. I just want to, I just want to savor them as long as I can. And so I took some pictures of Bella and I'll put one on the podcast today. So it's the little things I've gone way over. Mm. Look at me. But there's so much, so much for you to, to, um, to know, you know, that is freeing and freeing you from, freeing you from yourself. Like we, we want to be freed from these ideas that we are something small, that we have to control. We want to be freed from all of that. And so we owe it to ourselves to be freed from that big time. So let me let you go with that and have a wonderful, wonderful day. You are loved. Bye now. Thank you for joining us on That Happiness Show. If you'd like more information or have questions, you can reach me at gemmafossett.com or 401-699-6142. Private sessions are available as well as retreats. It is time to wake up and learn to love yourself again. Thank you for listening. This is Gemma Fossett, host of That Happiness Show.